johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Guys, we're back with another issue of Sports Insider Radio. We'll call it like a virtual magazine, Mike. Another issue. Issue 8,967 of this week's action. What's going on, Mike? You know, uh, I'm, I'm sitting back. i am been watching a lot of previously aired football games for whatever reason. They've been on TV. I know you came over my house. No, actually, I, I remember I was watching the Rose Bowl. I don't know. It's like I'm, I'm finally getting in the mood. It, it always happens right after July 4th. It's like I'm ready for football. I start listening to fantasy radio in the car. I start preparing. It's like I'm, you're, we're getting ready for a title fight. And, and David Miller knows extremely well that prep for football, getting everything set up, being ready, being in the zone, being refreshed is the key to success in the long game. So, I think I'm I'm finally like in the zone. I'm not that quite there yet, but I know before we blink, it's going to be training camps, then preseason, and then man, I think well, how far are we away? John knows numbers. So what what's the first college football game? How many days away are we? August twenty August twenty seventh. Okay, so, you look so right I mean we're screen. yeah. I'm no, he's at... actually walking by. I'm he actually walking by. by. It's probably it's Dave. Probably you never answered my question in the chat. We don't we don't have to give names of companies. You got to let me know. Stick with that screen or go with the other screen. Well, what was the what were the pros with the other one? Uh, just the I, price. I didn't understand. Claiming they do claiming they do the same thing, but they're cheaper. That's all. Yeah, I mean, then you should probably go with the other one. I mean, I don't know. I don't all right, know. I was just wondering. So yeah, like we got the screen. Okay, I'll resend you the link. Thanks. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So anyway, so I was going to ask you. So go ahead, Mike. Continue on your football. Let's start with football first. We'll work our way back to baseball later at the end. Well, it's you know with football, like we we're really ramping it up this year, where we're going to be basically laying out the red carpet for a lot of the clients. Um, A good portion of them are already early enrollment for football. They understand the strategies they're going to be receiving. We've been basically talking about it for the last month or so. And the advantage of being properly funded is we're going to tie up, and I know some clients that are new 
or potential clients that are listening to the show don't quite know exactly what to expect. The reason why we are so diligent about having a client that is properly funded going into football is because it's unlike any other sport, we tie up a portion of their bankroll midweek. So to a, to a guy like David, who is not worried about his bankroll running out, he doesn't think about in his mind, well, if I, I'm not tying up too much of my account on Tuesday and Wednesday, he just has plenty of gasoline in a tank. But we all know for the, the standard player that is just a regular guy that has a nine to five that wants to know what the football mentorship entails, that means that you have to have enough gasoline in the tank to be able to tie up a portion of your bankroll on Tuesday and Wednesday for Saturday and Sunday plays because we're all our goal is to beat the number and close better and close well. And then on Saturday and Sunday, we're going to have halftime opportunities that you have to have, again, enough gasoline in the tank to be able to play those and not say, well, I don't have enough credit for the week, or oh, I took some yeah. money out for rent, or oh, I had to make my car payment. Like, it's, it's got the money has to sit aside like it doesn't exist. Those are, and, and I think Dave could agree with me on this. The guys that we've talked to during our Zoom calls and our mentorship sessions, those guys are treating it like a logistical Mike, hold on one second. Mike, hold on. Hold on. Sorry, I just had to give us a nine to five. You said nine to five. Go ahead. Whatever you're doing, nobody could hear it. So it's, oh. we're going to pass on that. That was that was an epic fail. That was a uh, Brian epic would fail. be ashamed. I'm not like Brian Blessing. Brian, I don't have that. I don't have that. Brian, yeah, Brian will be ashamed. But basically. And I, I lost a little bit of my train of thought with whatever John tried or played. I can't really try to, to remember here. So bottom line is this. Nobody that is going to be doing it as a business is worried about liquidating their account midseason to pay their mortgage. The money that you have sitting aside, it's got to be a number that it's, you don't care if it's gone. Not saying you're going to lose it, but you can't, it can't be, you know, pocket money. It can't be money that you're using for paying bills. And, you know, it's, it's funny. I have, a, I have a really good friend of mine that has a very large crypto account. He's a trust fund baby. He is not he somebody that a large works. crypto account? <laughs> well, I'm not done. He's a, he's a trust fund baby. He doesn't work. So what he does every month, and he's been doing this for two years, his entire inheritance – happens to be in crypto. So when every time he has to pay his mortgage or car payment, he has to liquidate his crypto account. I play golf with him three times a week, and he'll, he sits there and he whines. He goes, man, I, I feel like if I'm paying my mortgage this month and Ethereum went down, you know, I feel like I'm paying three mortgages. I'm like, well, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't have all your money sitting in your crypto account. He goes, oh, well, I'm going to pay my mortgage late. I'm going to wait to see if the account goes up a little bit because he's liquidating – the price that's lower than it was a month previous. So, you know, don't be that guy is the main objective of what I'm trying to say. Don't be that guy that is trying to liquidate his account to pay his electricity bill. Don't be the guy that's trying to pay his mortgage because he doesn't have other money. 
what you're going to use for football, leave it. Leave it in the account. Let it grow. Increase your wager size based on the percentage that you have in the account. And don't you're, – you're, you're, you're basically playing with one arm. It's like you, with one arm time behind your back. You don't want to do that. So, you know, as much I'm adamant because I want people to succeed extremely well. Um, we are in the consulting business. Dave is not in the consulting business. Dave is a professional sports trader. So it's my job to have these clients ready, properly funded, and engaged by football season starts. So I'm excited. Obviously, it's past July 4th. This is the time where I get a little bit fired up about the season. I know I have my 25 fantasy leagues that are going to be drafting here in August. But I can't wait. I mean, there's nothing better than Saturdays and Sundays in the fall when the when the the, the weather becomes a little bit cooler. The, you Even know, if you have to, to come to the office? Out. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay. It's, it's, uh, it's just the, the fall, the smell of fall. Dave, you know, Dave, you know his office about. right now, his office Saturday and Sunday is the golf club, golf course. He, he, he's it. remotely working with, he's working with a laptop on the caddy on those little go-karts. He's got the whole Wi-Fi set up. He's running the numbers, and then he's hitting no, me off. No, no, he's I'm, making it up. He, no, I don't. It's, it's if I did that, my golf game would be atrocious. I mean, I I can't focus. That's the one thing. That's my therapy. That's my morning therapy. I get out there. I think about absolutely nothing except my next shot. It's like I'm taking an eight mile hike every morning. So it's just like Dave when when I see him on Instagram and he's working out. When Dave's working out, he's not thinking about the score of a game. I, I can assure you that. I don't, hey, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, but but I'm pretty sure he's not thinking about a score of a game when he's when he's lifting 300 no. pounds. No. Nope. So, You're right. That's hey, his meditation. Guys, That's how he gets right. That's it. I just, I just uh, you know, I was just on the bike before I got on the radio, so I hear you. Um, I wanted to ask yeah, but you, Dave. Can't, you call, hold on, hold on. You don't separate it, though. You're While you're riding the bike, you're calling the office – Going, well, did this and that. You got to shut it down, man. You got to completely shut it down to be in that place of Zen, John. Zenbetting.com. We're going to come up with that new site, zenbetting.com. <laughs> um, Dave, I wanted to ask you um, first of all, this is one thing that a lot, you know, we mentioned, Brian Blessing, a minute ago, we mentioned the screens. Just for people that are listening to this radio show, a little off topic for the first time, I met Brian at the Don Best offices in Las Vegas. So when I first met Brian originally, I met Brian and you'd walk into the first entryway and there would be all the clerks answering the phones for clients that purchased the DB screens like you and I, Dave. And then what was very interesting is then over the years, and then I wound up working out of the Don Best office when I was in Vegas. That was like my other office at the Don Best headquarters before they moved there in a new location now. And what was interesting is in the back, they had like a door to another area where 30,000 square foot backside of the office, you couldn't, you wouldn't even know it existed. And when you open that up, you had all the in-game live managers and the halftime guys that were actually setting lines real time, making their own numbers. And I, and I, and would literally, if you did not know you were in a sports place, you would think you were watching a wall street, hedge fund. And these guys were the most analytical individuals I've ever seen, had 
couldn't name a player like myself, no love of the game, as you just said on our private channel, robots. You just said it. That's what mine, that's what just set me off on this tangent. You said robots, strong moves with these robots. Basically, these were human robots. We're not talking about 2022. We're talking about 2012. Human beings just sitting there in front of the computer like human robots moving in real time just could care less. And it's funny. Once I saw that, I realized how hard it would be to actually, quote, unquote, handicap the games. When I realized that if you're a player and you're up against that, you better have you better know what you're doing if you think you're going to beat the house at that. And so I just wanted to like a lot of people don't see that really analytical side of it. They see a little bit into the world of what you do, Dave, on your Instagram stories um, and the Spencer video, of course. Um, I haven't checked the count, the count on that video. I'm going to check it right now while we're on the air. But it, it is amazing how technology has changed back from like 2012, 2005. Uh, 330,000 people, Dave. Now we've crossed over. We were hanging around 296. We went from 296 to 330,000 people know who you are. Can you imagine how many football stadiums that is? That That's how well-known you are now? Well, I reconnected with a friend that I hadn't talked to in forever. That was nice. From the video? Yeah, he just... He goes, oh, I saw that, and how you been? And so, okay, so that was pretty cool. Wow, yeah, that is wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of good. that's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but you know, from the from the unemotional side of it, like I said, you know, even with you, does baseball versus football? I know we talk about being unemotional and a sport is a sport. We're not talking about results or anything like that. Just the daily life. Do you enjoy the fact that baseball allows you to get up later, start your day later, or do you like that crazy insanity when you're in Vegas of 6 a.m., you know, the games are starting at 9 a.m. and you're up at 7? Like, on a typical – I know you're in Colorado now, but there's only an hour difference. So on a typical a, Saturday. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a tough question because – the, the money in the other sports is a lot, you know, and it's not as much in baseball. That's that's a factor, you know, so I'd rather wake up earlier and make more money. Got it. What time on a Saturday, let's say you're in, in Vegas, just use that as a perfect example for the majority of the years you were there, college football first game is at 9 a.m. What time are you up? I realize you're betting a lot of games on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I get all that. Um, but I'm just saying, like, on the actual Saturday – with the first tip is at nine o'clock are usually like popping right up at nine. Or are you getting up at six, seven? Like what's the normal for the average guy out there that's like, has these aspirations of being a sports better. I'm just the walk us through the Saturday morning of you. If you were in Vegas, I realize there's an hour difference. Yeah. Like se- maybe like seven thirty. Got it. Yeah. And at that point, pretty much the work's already done anyway. So now it's just, are you going to yeah. add, are you going to press, are you going to get better numbers? Are you going to middle? Yeah, cetera, exactly. Cetera, cetera. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. You're right. Right. Yeah. yeah. You got it, John. But I was just, I was just wondering, just now, for instance, you're not going to be on the radio show next week. You're going to take some travel time. You should with the family. Like, do you enjoy the fact that even on a typical day here, and even in in baseball, the first game doesn't start till one o'clock where I'm at, versus 
you know, for us, it's always been different because I always tell people like, you know, you've never really been an East Coast better except when you came to Jersey once for that thing. But you've never spent a lot of time on the East Coast betting, correct? Yeah, no, no, I haven't. Yeah, it's just completely different. Mike and I don't know what dinner is without games on. And I can eat dinner in Vegas when there's no games. They're all over. If I go out at 9 o'clock and meet you guys at a restaurant, everything's over, where I've never had a dinner where there weren't games on. It's completely a different ball of wax. And I, it's, that's where I think that you get more entertainment bettors. Back in the day when you originally started betting, was the Monday night football game – uh, the time that it is now, or was it earlier? Because when I got into the business, it was extremely early, and then people on the West Coast would freak out because they'd be sitting in traffic while the, the Monday night football game was on. I'm not sure. Maybe it was an hour difference, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. To, to be honest, I'm not sure. Yeah, I remember like 7.30, 7 o'clock Monday night football games. That's why when there's a doubleheader, you get that doubleheader early in the season. I love it. You get the East Coast and you get the West Coast. It's great. So, uh, Mike. Are you making any future bets yet in the football? As much as I should, and and you know, we, I'm on a a chat where you know I I talk to Dollar Mike and I talk to Dave and a lot of guys and there's other guys that we mentor that are into the futures markets and they see good value. I'm just I'm just a different style of player, I guess, than Dave when it comes to futures. I don't look at value. I'm just more of an emotional. I see the lineup. I see the draft picks. I see the new coaches. And I'm more going for the the feel of them having a good run based on the value itself. So it's it's much different than scalping the market and seeing the better price. It's just a little bit different strategy for me. Um, My strategy isn't really a money-making strategy since I haven't really hit any of these futures um, in the past. I'll be honest with you. It's, it's, It's always been more of a division winner, or maybe the AFC or NFC winner, but I've never actually rode one to the Super Bowl. So every time when we've had this argument in the past, when somebody's getting to the Super Bowl and you have that great price, when I I, I irritate Dave with telling him that it's free money to hedge the other side, which I will never do again, um, I haven't got to that point. So, you know, for a guy that uh, wants to be on the other side of the coin and, and is always saying the devil's advocate about, you know, hedging your bet, um, I've never got to that point. So maybe if somebody can give me some tips about picking the Super Bowl winner today, that would be fantastic. I'm sure all the listeners would love to know who's going to win the Super Bowl in July. Um, It's as easy as that, you know, but it's not. But no, so the answer is no. The answer is no. I haven't – I don't really mess around with it too much. Um, Like I said, my – the majority of what I do is daily, weekly – in terms of getting set up for the weekend and catching price. I mean, obviously we like to arbitrage our plays when we see value um, in NFL when it, you know, when it crosses, especially when it crosses the key number and we can catch that two and a half, three and a half um, at game time. So for a reduced price. So it's football is just mm-hmm. so unique. It's so unique. Well, um, it, it It's all about, finding value throughout the week. And it's, you just don't get that in any other sport. So it is unique. And let me ask you, Dave, in terms of fading good teams, I realize you can't, you got to take each sport for what it's at. But when I look at these numbers, well, let me ask you both. Do you know what the number one team against the spread was last year in college football? 
Buffalo. No, it was Michigan, University of Michigan. They were 11-3, and three. Um, followed by Michigan State, 10-3. and three. Um, And so it was interesting, both of those states, and then Oklahoma State, 10-3. and three. Um, And that was it. Those were the top three teams, Michigan, Michigan State, and Oklahoma State. Um, what's interesting is that if you look at the teams like Alabama, who are in the early top 25, ranked number one, unbelievably, once again, the really? real good that's, teams. That's shocking. Shocking. Yeah, I'm looking at it right here as of uh, June 19th, 2022. Um, and we're only at July 6th, so a little less than a month ago. The early, It's called the way too early top 25 rankings. It literally says way too early on the top of it on ESPN. It's kind of funny. Um, Alabama Crimson Tide, number one, uh, followed by Ohio State, Georgia, number three, USC, number four. Texas A&M, five, Utah, uh, Ute, six. I'm just going to do 10. Notre Dame, seven, NC State Wolfpack, eight, Michigan State, nine, and Michigan Wolverines, 10. So the question, Dave, is do you think that these top 25 rankings sway the public betters early in the season? When I look at a team like Alabama, the bookmakers actually did their job. Um, they were eight and seven last year against the spread. Um, obviously with those huge whacked out double digit 25, 35, 45 point favor, you know, le- points at their length. Do you think that you get a lot of value fading these teams in the top 10 early in the season? And they just, the lines are whacked out from the perception of what they did the prior year. And it's almost uh, like, I know you hate the word, like an auto bet situation or no. Yeah, this is hard. I, I, yeah, you know, I will auto bet. I, I actually, there's the auto bet spots. I don't know if those are all just as a whole, but um, there could be. There obviously is some false perception on what happened last year or what the players were supposed to get, but or the players that teams are supposed to get, etc. But um, this is where you got to know your stuff. Games are moving six and seven points. I heard right. <laughs> Correct. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. Some guys figures this stuff out. I don't know how they do it. <clears throat> but John, you figure they it out. have lines they have lines up right now. I'm looking. Currently right now, since the last time we were on the radio, <laughs> there are now fifty three lines uh bettable college football games. Obviously you're not gonna get huge limits this early, obviously, because it's way out, but it's just interesting. Um you know, I'm looking why we're on the air currently right now to see if these lines have moved at all. Uh, Michigan State is minus 18 against Western Michigan on their home opener. They were the number two team against the spread. Um, and so, obviously, that line's been flat, 18 and 54 and a half. Um, and let me see if I can find Alabama here. Uh, Alabama. I mean, no matter what, Alabama, I think, is always a good auto. I've you don't usually get value because if, unless it's a short line. Yeah, so look at it. Game one, Alabama is playing Utah State. The opener is 38-and-a-half and 62-and-a-half. Now, my gut tells me that line will go down. <laughs> That's a lot. Right. What's that? I know. I get it. I mean, my gut tells me that line will go down. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I'm not sure, but that sounds that sounds like a lot. I don't know. 
I mean, to me, college football is, is the hardest sport to bet week one unless you're really – when I say the inside, it's the inside is in you live in Georgia, you hear sports talk radio, you hear them on – you know, you know who's the starting quarterback now because he's a freshman – you know the guys because they played in college. That's kind of like those type of players, those type of bets can be somewhat successful. But if you're you're scanning the country and you're going into it with no research, I mean, you can't really read a power. I mean, I get it. I mean, power rankings do matter and we, into the whole equation. But I think the only way you can really beat the market Week one is to do it Dave style, which is just find the market edges. I mean, I just don't well, see like predominantly. What, well, because other people, yeah, because other people have really have this stuff really figured out all over the place. So there's really no better strategy than that for the for the first week, unless you're studying it yourself and have these sick reads. I don't know, but. Nothing can ever be better than finding big market edges because you're taking a consensus of what the world's best thinks. So nothing can ever beat that. There's, there's no other. There's no edge that's bigger than that. Right. If that makes sense. Because, well, of course, it makes perfect sense. And and for guys, yeah, I mean, are, other other yeah, you're you're taking a consensus of the world's best. So nothing in theory could be better than that. Correct. And that's why. And most of these daily betters that are. You know, because of the legalization and there's, you know, this season for football, there'll be probably, I don't know the exact number, 10 to 20 more brick-and-mortar sports books that are going to be open for business across the country. There's going to be that guy that's just going to walk in and sit there and look at the board and just start blindly betting with no actual data because there's no preseason in college football. You don't know who the rookie, I mean, who the freshmen are. You really don't know who won the job in training camp, in their training camps, because they don't play any preseason. So you're blindly betting based on an emotional attachment to the team's name. I mean, there's no real edge to 72 college football games. So, again, what Dave is doing, he's got a process, there's a method to it, and he follows the system, how he's been doing this for decades. It's much different yeah, than a guy, if you're listening to the show, saying, I know how to pick a winner. We'll get them, Dave. We'll get calls well, on Sunday morning. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask Dave, the, the difference of betting now in this legal environment versus betting prior, and what I mean by that is there may have been times in the history of sports betting where not every player was so keen on what they were favored or underdog by. So – the reason why I mention that is, you know, if you're New Mexico State, you're playing Minnesota week one in the NF, in the college. T- do you think these players know going into that game that they're a 38-point underdog? Do you think Texas is going into that going, I'm laying 39 and a half points? Texas is laying – right now the three top teams spread-wise opening week, Texas minus 39 – Alabama minus 38 and a half, Minnesota minus 38. So I'm just wondering on those gargantuan spreads, do you think that the underdogs are a little feistier because they know going into it, man, we're getting 40, we're getting 38. 
They think we're that bad? We haven't even stepped on the field yet. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Hope so. Because I'll probably end up I mean, that's the, so, yeah. that's the Appalachian <laughs> State upset of Michigan type scenario where if I'm New Mexico State and I'm a coach, you guys, they're, they're saying we're going to lose by 38. We better get to practice, fellas. So it's just wondering, it's a different world that we're living where like, even when, you know what I'm saying, where they turn on ESPN, yeah. they show the line. So you don't look at it from the perspective of that college athlete ego-wise. And I think that this where there's, I know they, uh, Brian used to hate the word value. If I'm a coach, I would almost use that to my advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they always do, but. To, to some I mean, I'm looking the at these lines. Tech, Texas is laying 39. I, I mean, it's like out of the gate. Texas is laying, like, like, yeah, of course, there's a lot of long heart. Could, and you see, with teams like that that have a big following, they might even push it up even higher. But it is, uh, it is always interesting right out of the gate when you have these mismatches in college football that you never get in the NFL. You know, you know, where you can have like these 40 point lines on opening week. It's like they just scrub in a game on the schedule. And obviously most people are going to, you know, play the favorites, the non-professionals. And I'm not saying the favorites can't cover. Of course they can. Texas is playing University of Louisiana Monroe, which actually was pretty good against the spread last year for everybody that's listening. Fun fact. Fun fact. So, uh, um, I just look at some of these lines and I go, wow, this is where you, it's very hard when you're dealing with new betters that call in and they inquire and they want to know why they can't win because they really believe that when they see a team laying 39, it's just an automatic, I hate the word, lock. Oh, yeah, they're going to win. Yeah, all right, all right, they're going to win. And what I also notice is a lot of sports books, and correct me if I'm wrong, David, take off the money line on those huge dogs where you can't even congratulate the money line winners because the money line is not offered. Is it, am I correct or am I not correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They don't even give you the opportunity. If Utah state wins that you get the, you can even bet the money line on it. Well, I mean, there's some that have all of them, but yeah. Um, most take that stuff off on, on ones that high. Right. Some places love advertising that they all have a money line on every game. Got it. When are you going to start looking at these numbers in these 53 early games that, like, I'm looking at right now? I realize you got to pace yourself. But when do you actually sit down? Is it a week prior, two weeks prior, three weeks prior? What's your normal, yeah, probably, uh, you know? Uh, probably the week before. Got it. Uh-huh. Because even the movement on the games now is such low limits, it doesn't really matter anyway, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well said, man. Well said. Mike, what's uh, what's uh, anything you want to talk about regarding golf betting? Have you been involved? Betting, or are you still just well, betting? We, no, we leave the golf betting. I to think Bryson the DeChambeau. Got $120 million to defect, I've, uh, the last thing I was reading. Guy's nah, 28 years old. There's a lot more old. than that. Yeah, but the, all those guys got that. Dustin Johnson got it to go to live. And it's funny, so I happened to watch the live event um, 
last week, and it was very entertaining. I have to admit they're putting out a product that is more of the fanfare, cheering, loud, high energy, which you do at a couple of these tournaments in the PGA, but not all of them. So I don't know how where it's going to go for right now. It seems like more. What's funny is this. What I'm, what I'm seeing of late is some of these high-profile golfers that have already won a couple majors or peaked. I'm not saying that they can't peak again, but they peaked over the last couple of years, and they're not playing that well this season or even last season. They're defecting to the other tour because they're making more money, they're playing less tournaments, and to them, they could actually compete because they're playing against not the highest level of competition every single week. The guys in that tour, there's only maybe like five to eight, a handful of guys that are extremely, you know, rated high in the world. And then the rest of them are other guys that are coming from other tours. So I don't know exactly how it's going to play out. In the beginning, I thought it was just going to be one of those XFL experiments that never actually works out, but, Man, they keep getting names and more names, and it seems like every week one or two golfers. I'll give you a funny story. So there was a guy, uh, I, I can't, for whatever reason, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He he was like 90 yards out. He was on the PGA Tour. He was 90 yards out during the middle of a tournament. He hit a wedge, which is a, a short club, 20 yards over the green into the parking lot, literally got in his car, walked off the course, didn't finish the tournament, and an hour later he joined Liv. He was in the new the new league. He's like, I'm out. I'm done. Just literally in the middle of the tournament. It, it was it, so I don't know. I, I hope it uh they find a way where they could both succeed. Um still the PGA is king. It's like NFL is king. I still believe that. But the PGA is not what the majors are about. So technically all those guys that are playing and live can play in all the majors, like the masters, the U S open, the British open that we're going to see here uh, in the upcoming weeks. So hopefully it all plays out. And, and, and I know Mike is a little bit upset about it. You know, that's his main sport. I have yet to see him wager in the live tournament. Um, I'm excited for his plays every week as well. So, um, you know, I'm just right now, to be honest, I'm not focused on golf. I'm still focused on my overs model that is still consistently churning out small profit. Haven't really hit the hot streak like I did about three weeks ago, but every week I'm just slowly grinding it out because it's such a low-volume program that um, lately, for whatever reason, my totals keep getting canceled because there's pitching changes last minute, and I always do listed because it's obviously based on pitching as a portion of the model. So I'm just not getting a lot of volume out there each you know, week, which I know Dave will tell you that it, 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 it could hurt you in the long run. Right. And what I was going to say is before we get into baseball, I just wanted to talk about the, being a fan of college football. I know it's not ultimately gambling related, but I'm looking at the futures right now in the NCAA uh, to win the championship. Alabama plus 200, Ohio State plus 400, Georgia plus 475. Isn't it boring when, from a fan perspective, Mike, that you just know 
all those football teams, and then we all know it's probably going to be Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, or USC in the end. It's like no, every no, we don't. Year, that's, just, that's not true. You could say that about Ohio State. Fine, but Ohio State still hasn't. But Ohio State still hasn't won it. So. You know, it's been years since they've won a title. It's been the Alabama. I'm tired always, of seeing Alabama up there. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because you could stay tired all you want, and until Nick Saban leaves that program, he still has the credibility and the leadership. Every single five-star blue-chip recruit that is playing in the United States as a senior wants to go to Alabama. Why does he go to Alabama? He gets the best coaching. He has the best competition. In, tra- in his within his own facility, so he's got guys that he might start behind that are going to be NFL players. You have the most scouts that are, you know. So what happens is if a guy is really good, unless he's committed to his hometown main college because of his parents that want to make him go there, a lot of times they go to Alabama because they're playing in the SEC, so they're getting they're playing against the best competition. They're getting the best workouts, the best program, the best facility. And what happens is it translates into them becoming better players in college to be ready for the next level, which is the NFL. Because what they see is if if somebody can start as a freshman at Alabama and play all four years, he's going to get a good draft grade to be an NFL and and make money. So that's never going to change for these top schools. But it doesn't matter. There's always one school a year that surprises us. I don't know which team that's supposed to be this year. USC does look like after last year that they're, they brought in a couple transfers through the portal that are, that are going to definitely be key additions to the lineup. And, um, you know, I expect big things out of them. But fo- college football is very unique. As good as Alabama is, and they dominate, and they win games, there's always other schools that surprise us every year, which makes the landscape extremely fun who's, to watch. Uh, who's C.J. Stroud play for? Because you know I know no players. Uh, Ohio State. <laughs> He's a quarterback. The He's Ohio State I told, I told you, nobody, believe, <laughs> nobody believes me. Nobody believes me. I know nothing. He is the prohibitive favorite plus 200 to win the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> Threw five touchdowns in the Rose Bowl last year, and they beat Utah forty-eight to forty-five. Have no idea. The only reason, and I'm not, really I'm not a savant. I'm not a savant. The only reason I know is literally last night I turned to ESPN U, and the game was on, and I watched the game. <laughs> okay, well, I'll give you another one. While we're on it, who's Bryce Young play for? Alabama starting quarterback. Plus six. Plus 600. Who's Caleb Williams play for? Let's see how many he can get. Caleb Williams? Yes. Caleb Williams is a oh, quarterback I can feel the for Google's the going. Oklahoma. He is number three in the listing. So it's C.J. Stroud, number one. Bryce Young, number two. Caleb Williams, number four, uh, three. And then the last one, we'll just go to four, is Will Anderson, Jr., is the linebacker for Alabama. Now, do you really know this, or are you Googling this while I'm talking? How could I Google it in one way. second? How <laughs> could I Google it in one second? All right, you know what? I got to throw one more at you. Tyler Van Dyke. Do you know? Quick. No. 
Uh, he might. Hold on, uh, Tyler Van Dyke. Quarterback. He's got to be an odd school. I don't remember which it is. It's an odd school. Tyler uh, I don't Van know. What is Dyke. D y k e. Tyler T y l e r Van Dyke. What is it? D. I don't, I don't know, know the tell answer. Me. Answer aside, I don't know. Okay. Well, don't he's know. number fifth. What is it? In the Heisman doesn't say know. whatever list look. you're looking at. It just says Heisman Trophy odds to win Heisman Trophy. He's the number fifth. Football Tyler quarterback. Here you go. I just looked it up. Oh. For Miami. Interesting. I did not know that. Okay. Okay. So the Miami Hurricanes are supposed to be something this year. Okay. All right. Well, maybe you can get a little help. You must be a freshman because they had King as their quarterback last year. Okay. Learn something new every day. That's a little bit of an angle. You can go look at these standings and start going through those schools and see where if you can get any as as Uh, Ryan would hate value. He's a third-year He's a third-year sophomore, whatever that means. There you go. Third-year sophomore. And as we, yeah, as let's see if there's year. been any changes. This Let's be, see if there's any changes right now. Nope. Buffalo Bills, number one. So let me ask you, and I know, believe it or not, Dave is so happy we managed to almost go this entire show without talking about baseball because he's bored of it. Let me ask you, how is Tampa Bay – Number two spot versus Buffalo to win the Super Bowl with him coming back. You think Buffalo's that much more stacked against Tampa Bay, Mike? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Oh, well, they, yeah, because Tampa yeah, Bay yeah. lost their coach. Tampa Bay lost Bruce Arians. Uh, Tampa Bay did not, like last year, they brought back every single starter from their Super Bowl run. They did not do that um, this year. Uh, their main receiver, Chris Godwin, is may not come back to, for about five to six weeks. But again, they still have Brady. Doesn't matter. We could all say whatever. At the end of the day, Brady is Brady. But we've seen Brady struggle in in years. At the last couple years, he was on the Patriots when he didn't have as much talent around him. I don't know if that's the case. I still do not like betting against Brady. The only time I've ever done that was literally in the. Um, when they were playing the Rams in the playoffs, when I really remember I was on the Rams train, I was all about them, Cooper cup, Matt Stafford. And um, I was sick to my stomach watching that game, which if we could just take a step back real quick, how good were the playoffs last year? They not the best, but Dave, I'm telling you. So we're, we're at, we're at a cigar lounge. We're watching the Buffalo bills, Kansas city game. And it's, it's a group of us. Your buddies are listening to this. Go ahead. Uh, um, I think he is. So my buddy's got oh. – he hasn't disclosed it, but I did – I don't want to tell him that I know, but he had about 20 racks on the game, and he's sucking wind. He's got the Buffalo Bills, and that whole, like, exchange at the end of the game where it's back and forth, back and forth, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. John is literally crying and looking up at the sky when the Bills score a touchdown, going, Brian, this one's for you. Then, two minutes later, he's upset sitting down as the Chiefs scored. Then it's back. He's crying, screaming, go, Brian, this is for you. My buddy's going back. It's him and my buddy going back. I mean, then the game ends. My buddy tells me to get my own ride home. He's got it. He's not coming home. He was really upset. He ditched him. He ditched him. (laughs) It was wild. but It was probably. What's that? Is that a real story? Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. 
I'm not a religious man. I really thought Brian was watching the and, game with me. It and, was insane. And, Dave, I'm telling you, I've been with this guy when he's taken losses before. It hasn't been a big deal. It's not like he lost his life savings. It was just a big loss for him. Um, I've never seen him that upset before. Never. So, well, let's talk about it. Game one, opening day, September 8th, 2022, Thursday night football. I will be downtown. I will be in Washington, D.C., not watching the game at the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but Buffalo squares off at Los Angeles to open up the season minus one with a total of 52. So the question is, does everybody start steaming up Buffalo to three because of this, they're favored to win the Super Bowl. I don't buy into the whole, you know, traveling west, east to west nonsense. These are professional teams. I mean, to me, it seems like a low number right now. We're almost, I feel, I personally feel like betting Buffalo now for a possible middle if the thing goes to four. I don't see it going the other way where the Rams are at home plus one, and I see them becoming the favorite. Maybe you know, just by virtue of the odds, uh, the future odds versus that opening number. Um, Tampa Bay early in the season. I'm looking here for week one. Tampa Bay is, let me find it for us. Tampa Bay is laying two at Dallas Sunday night football. So that will be the marquee Sunday night matchup at opening day at the Dallas Cowboys stadium. And they are two point favorite. Once again, Dave, both teams number top one spot in two spot to win the Super Bowl. Laying less than a, a field goal currently. Um. Yeah. Would you, okay. So, do you have an opinion on that? I do. Both favorites early to come back late at a higher price on the dog side for a possible. Middle. I could see Tampa Bay easily going over three. Tampa Bay is minus two right now. I, of course, people are going to wake up. Obviously, non-pros aren't looking at uh, NFL week one right now like we are. Uh, but the average guy week one, oh, yeah, Dallas, Monday night. Uh, I mean, I mean, Tampa Bay is playing at Dallas. Okay, cool. Let's rock and roll with them. And then Buffalo minus one. So I think that you, there's a – the value will be at the dogs at post in both teams. So my personal opinion for me is I might consider putting something on both of them as a middle play if I can get them to cross those key numbers of three. That's my opinion. Yeah, but I, if that, yeah, but it's hard to just go. Well, I'm going to take a pick I don't like and just go for a middle later. Then, it, if it doesn't get there, you're kind of screwed. So, hundred percent, a hundred percent. But yeah, but you asked me like my thought process. People are going to be looking early in the season. Yeah. People yeah, do look at right. the futures. No, you're right that they'll bet that those sides probably. I agree. Right. Um, only, only look based upon looking at the Super Bowl futures early up because I mean, the Rams are down there on the list and Dallas is like I don't even get it. Like Dallas is way down there on the list and they're laying one and two respectively. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out as we get closer to game time. I'm personally going to be tracking Alabama, Minnesota, and Texas in college early, and those two teams, Bills and Tampa Bay, on opening week. Um, Mike. The number one undefeated team in preseason football on August 11th, Baltimore Ravens laying three at Tennessee Titans. It's interesting that they've only put two games on the board. So I've done the Dave Miller theory here, and we have a large sample size for preseason. Do we just blindly take the Ravens? I mean, it's like an auto bet. 
I, I can't – I've never had any logic except they don't lose in preseason. And it's been – I've been doing this show for five years. We do this every single year. I think they're like 21-0 and 0 or something. Yeah, it's it's the wildest thing ever. I don't Win know if they care cover, more. Dave. Win and cover. It's, it's wild. So the sample size is there, I think. Dave, you have to back me up on this or tell me I'm completely uh, a buffoon and, and shouldn't think that way. But is that an auto bet since they've literally every turnover of players, but the coaching staff is the same and they just win? Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. The Baltimore Ravens have won 20 straight consecutive games and, and, and hold the record-set NFL preseason of consecutive wins. The Ravens made preseason history convincingly, building a 23-3 halftime lead. The Ravens rolled into the NFL record books by winning their 20th consecutive preseason game, 37-3 over Washington at a FedEx field on August 28th. 2021 you best be sure the ravens are taking that preseason game seriously to keep that record alive that's something for them to be standing on so go ahead i'll let dave continue and tell us all well yeah it's 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 definitely public though but yeah but the other teams are more worried about themselves and staying healthy and so yeah yeah i don't know i i get it i understand why you guys want to bet that but well, Mike doesn't need a reason to want to bet the Ravens, but he's just looking for one. But go ahead. <laughs> I just need yeah. validation. Yeah, I just need a little bit of validation, Dave. It doesn't hurt. Put something on it. Look for the best. I mean, think about that. That's that six years. It's not – when you say 20 is straight wins, that's one thing, but it's four preseason games, right? Am I correct? Four preseason games, correct. Mike? Correct. So we're correct. talking six years consecutively they have not lost a game in six years in preseason and covered that's the wildest thing it's not even that they're 20 they're also 20 and 0 ATS which is even mind more mind-boggling to me you would think that by virtue you'd be 20 and 0 and you'd be 10 and 10 all right it's it's in it's in the play's in first preseason game's in I'm ready. So that's after the live board. I'm ready. Dave, he just, right, guys, he just sent me the we got, Dave, we got five minutes. Can, me the Dave, can you, <laughs> Dave, can you give me the Super Bowl winner, please? Five. Three. Dave, it's three. Oh, no, because I'm looking at the wrong screen. Okay. Okay, you laid three. I see. That's, that's at the No, I got it. I got it at two and a half right now. Now you're lying. I'll show you the ticket. Really? You got a two and a half? Yeah. My man. Two and a half minus 110. Listen, we wound up winding down the show without not even talking about baseball. It's pretty cool. Um, Dave, you're going to enjoy yourself next week. Where any, if you don't have to share, you going to any place nice and fun? You can keep it private if you don't yeah. want to tell us. Yeah, Vegas, and then I'm going to... California. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Nice. I'm gonna miss you guys. No cruise no cruises this year, right? No, not yet, and it doesn't look good. But it's all right. What about you guys? That's fun. I'm actually I think Mike leaving next week as well. Yeah, next week I'm going to the ocean with my uh with my in laws. So I will be there for a couple days, there Wednesday through Friday. So Listen, it's, it's, this is a time where you mentally get recharged, 
get ready. I know, I know how much work you put in during the football season. I think the general public, I think through Instagram, they can kind of get a little bit of a whiff about what you really do, but they really don't know I do. So I'm expecting a big season. I'm very excited for what's to come. Um, baseball is not winding down. I don't take that negatively whatsoever. I think all-star break after that, there's another half of the season. So there's plenty of time and plenty of opportunities to make money. All I know is before we blink, it's going to be Saturday. There are going to be 75 games on the board, and there's going to be halftime opportunities, which John can't wait for. That is his pride and joy where he sits well, there the entire day, doesn't answer the phone. The kids call. He doesn't answer. The ex-wife calls. He doesn't answer. He just well, It doesn't matter when she calls, I don't answer. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it doesn't matter when she calls, I don't answer. Um <laughs> Good thing she's not listening to this radio show. Um, but I will say this: I, I was saying, I, I was saying it was August twenty seventh. We've now changed the official date of football. It is August eleventh, as we square off with the Baltimore Ravens minus three. The Let's day. go, Insider Radio. Back next. Have a good one. See you guys. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most johnsyndicate.com call 1-888-201-4201 that's 1-888-201-4201 direct from the vegas strip are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the vegas wise guys the same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5 10 20 dimes a game on week in and week out Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's W.